Hey podcast, uh, before we get into podcast, when I say hey podcast, I mean all of you who are listening. So first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, uh, two little things for you to know about before we get into today's podcast. One, the Monday to Monday playlist uh, that Mike Boyd and I curate each week on Monday with uh, a lot of incredible music from a ton of emerging stars, especially if you're into Latin trap and hip hop. It's really made for you. Obviously, if you're Caleb and you love metal, not for you. But if you are uh, the majority of people that enjoy hip hop or Latin trap, very, very much up for you. And so you can see that on Apple and on Spotify, Monday to Monday. I'm not sure exactly what, if you search Monday to Monday, it should pop up. That should be good. Search Monday to, Mo- Monday, to Monday on those two platforms to subscribe to the playlist. And I hope you listen and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, everyone? For today's episode, Gary sits down to hear NFL receiver and Vayner Sports client Allen Robinson's origin story. They talk about adversity and how his doubters pushed him forward. So make sure to hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy. Super excited about today's uh, podcast. I have Allen Robinson, superstar wide receiver for Chicago Bears, uh, former Jacksonville Jaguar. Why don't you tell the Vayner Nation a little bit of, just about yourself in the whole. If, I, if somebody was just meeting you, they're like, yo, what's good? Who are you? Yeah, so for me, uh, growing up, born and raised in uh, Detroit, Michigan, you know, I think, uh, again, now that I'm in, in Chicago, you know, it's very similar. You know, so a lot of things as far as me growing up, you know, I can just kind of relate to as far as city-wise, thing like that, you know, and also, even, you know, going to Penn State, you know, I, I give a lot of respect to Detroit and to my parents, you know what I mean? Because that kind of molded me to be, you know, everything and where I'm at today, even as far as, you know, knowing how to get through adversity, you know, knowing the value of just having a work ethic. You know, I think that's something that's 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 very, like, not understood for a lot of people. You know, people are given a lot of things. You know, even when it comes to me and just kind of being able to, you know what I'm saying, dig back into different situations and relate different situations in my life. You know, I can kind of attest to things that when I was younger, you know, things that my things that my dad told me, you know, things that was instilled in me from. Give me something. Give me a, when you, I love that. And that's what I'm about, as you know. So like, give me, give me a straight up story right off the bat of something that you either did that was good, bad, or indifferent, or somebody did something bad, yeah. good, and different to you and pop I would say uh, the big, a, a thing that really sticks to me in high school is, you know, for me. Um, so you're in high school. I'm in high school. How good of an athlete are you at that point? At that point in time, I'll probably say I'm a, I'm a decent athlete. You know, I'm, I'm kind of smaller. This is my freshman year. It's actually, I would say going into high school. So, like, from eighth going from the eighth grade to, yeah. to the ninth grade. I wanted to go to the public school, you know, that was around your friends around my there. area. Because my friends were going there, you know, a lot of the coaches and things like that knew me. They had watched me play Little League and stuff like that growing up, you know. But, again, in middle school, I wasn't the best student. You know, I would get in trouble, you know, doing <laughs> doing doing stupid stuff, Dumb you know. Shit. Getting suspended from school, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the normal, like, stuff. Yeah. So, my parents, they wanted to send and, me And paint away. the picture for me. How rough or not rough, like, in the scale of, like, one is, yeah. like, rough shit to, like, ten is, like, Beverly Hill. Like, where where does your neighborhood that you grew up in yeah. Detroit area? Um, so, I grew up. Like, growing up, I grew up actually in Detroit, and then we actually moved to Southfield. So, I would probably say I went from, like, a two to three to, like, a five. Okay. So, um, but again, just kind of, and even that situation, I'll kind of dive into that a little bit later. But, you know, going back from eighth to ninth grade, you know, for me, I wanted to go to the to the public school. You know, that's where everybody who was familiar with me, I was familiar with everybody, you know. But my parents wanted me to get away from that. And they wanted me to get away from that to have a different experience, you know, because they, they saw where I, in their eyes, they saw where they thought I was headed. You know, so and was that professionally from a sports it, standpoint? Nah, it was or just, just who you are as a. Because I get the yeah, privilege so of knowing you. Going they just down, knew you had something. 
Yeah, they yeah, and they just didn't want me to go down the wrong road. You yeah. know, getting caught up in stuff with my friends and stuff like that. So they sent me to a prep school, an all boys prep school at that, which and is were like you just like dead. I was devastated. Like, like when they really finally laid down the like you're going. When probably pops looked at you and said you're and going. Did you like literally? I'm mean, I'm trying to think of your age group. Did you go like on AOL or like did you go outside and be like? Yo, fuck this. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I, it was. I know which you know? You, did. So, you went to your three best friends and said, this is some bullshit. Because they had like seven on sevens and stuff. Right? After, definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, for me, I didn't I, I didn't know nobody who was going out there. It probably was like an hour and some change away from like where I lived. You did, know, did that like, school have good diversity because they had good sports or was it a bunch of white kids? Uh, a little bit of both. The okay. sports had diversity, but the rest actually, of school did it. Kind of even cliche. With that. <laughs> no, really, right? Yeah. Like good prep school yeah. wants to be good at sports. Exactly. Bring in the athlete. Normally, yeah. Of course, yeah, America. Fresh Prince. It's a right. Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince. So I going, love that. So like that's exactly what it was. Did uh, you like think of yourself as Fresh Prince? For sure, especially once I was like a senior. Yeah, and you like, are cute, so I can see how you could pull that <laughs> off. I get it. Go ahead. So. You know, so then you throw all that in the mix. So then, like, and this is probably, like, halfway through my eighth grade year, you know. um, Half through eighth grade year when they told you this is locked. Or this is, like, the play. Like, like this is, uh-huh. like, like, in motion. You know, so I go to, like, kind of, like, because Did they give the it to you hard, like, those kind of parents? Or did, they, did mom, like, subtly start nah, hinting subtly, you? Yeah. subtly. You know, because uh-huh. even this they school, strategy. like, you could take visits. You know what I'm saying? So I took, like, I missed my own day at, like, regular school to take a visit to this school. You know what I'm and? saying? Like, and it was, like, it was like, this is corny, the most boring this. thing I've ever... <laughs> been a part of in my life i'm like this is i did not want to go here like so so you like went through got in the car and like mom i'm not going yes that's exactly like, literally <laughs> exactly how it was so then you go like a little bit so then my dad's like um you know like they had like a 707 you know mm. um kind of like in the spring so my dad took me up there i didn't get out the car i told him like i wasn't going there like, mm. i didn't get out the car mm. so long story short i had a conversation with one of my uh in the eighth grade with like uh, one of the teachers. And he's like, you know, everybody raise your hand who's going to, who's going to Southfield High School. That's like the public school. Then it's like another school, like that's like across town. You know what I'm saying? Raise your hand if you're going to this school. I didn't raise my hand for neither. And I just was that kid. So he like, so like, where are you going to school? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to Orchard Lake. And he's like, no, you're not. Like you can't like get into Orchard Lake. You know what I'm saying? That kind of vibe. And from that moment, it switched. Interesting. It switched. From that moment forward, it was switched. No. Yep. So, God, I fuck with that. So I'll never that's forget who I that. am. Like when somebody said you couldn't, it made it interesting. Yep, I never forget that. Like that was like the moment, and I was like, okay, cool. I, I, like I'm with it. Like, like I'll I'm accept the fact you. that. Yep, I'll accept the fact that my parents want me to go there. I'm gonna go here, and then that's just that, to that's stick it to Mr. Exactly, Jones and for science. sure, for sure. And again, that's kind of where it was at for me. And, and then, what um, happened? Did you? Get, now I'm really into this story. Are you? Do you love it in September when you get there? Is it instant love? Do you so, hate it the first three months and then it got good? I hated it the Did first year. Did some senior year. girls start I, liking you and you're I, like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Like, I, I hated it the first year. I'll whole, tell you full why. Year. Yep. So for me, I'm playing freshman football. But mind you, I'm small. I play running back and cornerback at this time. You know what I'm okay. saying? I'm, I'm still a pretty good player, but going to any other school besides that one, I wasn't going to play freshman. You were not. No. So I'm like, I'm playing freshman and this is frustrating. And, and you I'm telling played, my dad. You wouldn't have played? Or no, you I would have played, played either JV? JV or varsity. Got it. So their school team was that good? Yeah, they were good. I'm not going to lie. They were good, especially on varsity. But At still. the time, you're like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. It's like, but in hindsight, like, yeah, I'm like, now that you're a superstar football player, you can say. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like telling my and dad. And what, you didn't, you, you didn't have your growth spurt yet? No, I probably was like 5'8 at the time. And then? How'd it go? 5'8 so freshman. So then fast forward to basketball season. I'm on freshman basketball. And I tell my dad, I'm like, 
Like I'm like I'm Done. leaving this school. Like this is ridiculous. I hate it academically because it's probably harder. Yeah. Fuck that. And grade is still crazy. I'm on freshman freshman football, freshman basketball. But then what about bas- so, what about socially? Socially, it was different. You know, I still kind of like had like my part? culture of 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 people who kind of came from the city as well. And we all okay. kind of in the same mindset. Like of course. we all come from the city. It's like I we don't want to be here. I see. Day one, you're looking around. You're like, I got you. I yeah, got you, and like we you, don't want. You know what I'm saying? We're all kind of on the same page. Like our parents got us out here. You know, like <laughs> it is what it is. Like like um. Uh, the school used to send a bus to the city to pick us all up at like six o'clock in the morning. So they were your homies. Yeah. So we used to all take the bus in the morning, like every morning, but like, we hate this. Like, why are our parents sending us out here? Like, we all just want to go to our neighborhood schools. Like, so then fast forward to basketball. I'm on freshman, coming off the bench at that. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like super. You hate good. life. <laughs> it's the worst. So I think the first five to six games. I oh, have, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Just knowing how successful you've been at the NFL level. I'm so happy right now. So much of what I do is for the 14-year-old me. I had nobody to look up to. There was no entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. There was no cool entrepreneurship. There wasn't even entrepreneurship. I'm just so happy right now because I know right this second, whether it's right this second or in four weeks when somebody sees this, there's like a 15-year-old that just now gets to use this comp yeah. as like, like I, I'm on the bench in basketball. Yeah. And I think it's over, but wait a minute, what? Let me keep listening. Go ahead. So... First, I think first game, first six games, I have like come off the bench. I take that back. First two games, I came off the bench. I came off the bench in the first game, I had twenty eight. Came off the bench in the second game, I had like twenty six. So oh, now so you went crazy. Yeah. So now I'm starting. Next game, I have like twenty five. Next game, twenty six. Next game, like twenty eight. So next game, balling. thirty. Halfway through the season, I'm on JV. But mind you, I started off freshman on the bench. Yeah. So then I get moved up to JV. Then I do the like I do the same thing on JV pretty much. And, and then like the coach comes to me. He's like, "Look, um, and like I didn't want to start you, you know, to kind of mess up like the chemistry because like mm-hmm. we already had our starting point guard and everything. But then we have like our league playoffs, even though it's JV. So I started for the playoffs. Wow. We end up losing the first game, but mm. now things are kind of starting to change a little bit, you know, um, because you're getting some clout in school. Yeah, and just <laughs> and just like it's it's more of a it's more of a it's good. Yeah, so. It's flowing, and again, like it was very competitive from like a bat, from a sports standpoint because you got a lot of kids coming from all different places to come to this school to play sports. So it's also two freshmen who came in the same year as me who played varsity. Wow! They they end up transferring their sophomore year. Really? Yep. They end up both of them end up transferring as sophomores. Did either one of them go on to have good college or pro uh, careers? No, they did not. Okay. I think I think one of them um, he ended up playing in college, but um, I don't think I got any, any big schools, go ahead. but. So then, um, and shout out my boy Juwan Moody and CJ because they they were they both were my guys. But um, <clears throat> they both ended up transferring their sophomore year, and then that's kind of when now it opened up for you. But everything started to just kind of change. You know what I'm saying? Because I kind of was the guy who was like the the grinder. You know what I'm saying? They came in, they played varsity. You know what I'm saying? And they so had the like fucking clout, they had the hype. Yeah, but everything just kind of started to change. And then going to my sophomore year, I'm like six one and a half now. Mm. So I go from five eight to six one. You know, so um. That's like five every, inches yeah. matter, Dustin. Everything started. <laughs> everything started to change, and I ended up playing. Var, I ended up playing varsity. Uh, I started off the year on JV, my, my sophomore year. Um, I actually didn't play football because I was hurt from growth spurts. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing. Like my body was just like sore, like for real. So I didn't play football my sophomore year. Hold on, Allen Robinson, who you are right this second, yeah. did not play sophomore nope. year. 
No. On some, my body hurts. Yeah, like I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't run. Like I couldn't run. I couldn't do right, nothing. Right, because you changed. Right, and all of a like, sudden you're not a running back's body. Exactly. So like you're my whole, my whole body has as changed. As a corner, even like it's so crazy. I go from like I go from like five seven five eight to like six one and a half six two. So my whole body has like changed and like I'm progressively getting better. But like over the summer, like I couldn't do summer workouts and stuff. So by the time November December hit, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to play basketball. So then I play basketball. I start off on JV. Um, those dudes kind of transfer throughout the course of the year. It's a lot of stuff. Like, they're missing games. Like, it's a lot going on. Like, my school is, like, the, literally, like, the NBA when it comes to, like, dudes who, like, I don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Again, you got dudes, like, not coming to practice just because, like, just they're going shit. through, like, a transfer like, yeah. process. They're looking at other schools and stuff. So, long story short, they end up transferring. I get moved up to varsity into my sophomore year. And then I then the following year, now I'm on varsity. I'm 6'3". Everything's, like, locked. Yeah. Junior year football, what happens? Uh, I have a good year. Um, I play uh, wide receiver. I play receiver. I play receiver and corner. You, so you were corner and running back prior to that. Could you always catch? Or I could always catch. And I remember having a conversation with my dad after hitting a growth spurt. They like you know because I didn't play my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So my so then like that whole like off like the whole spring after basketball I was like all right like we about to like you're about to Convert. play receiver. Mm-hmm. And I'm what like were you damn I've I played running back my whole life like I don't know how it really is to play receiver you know so I mean it any didn't, advantages it, from playing running uh, back your a ton. How you just see the field and movements and stuff is different. Even when you catch the ball and how you like press blocks. So one of the things that's crazy like and that. obviously I quadrupled down once you signed with us like watching you like. Do you, like, I'm about to give you a huge compliment. You know, in comparison to all the Jet receivers I've watched and like through the years, like, your separation sometimes feels uncomfortable. Like, do you think that's running back shit? For sure. For sure. you really just got It's him. being able you to move them. it. And even, like, when you see the, when you catch the ball and, like, seeing different, like, angles and things like that is all in my, I would attest to being a running back. You know, because, I, like, I played running back. I mean, I played, yeah, I played running back my whole life up until my, junior year in high school so then I played running I played receiver my junior year senior year freshman year in college sophomore year junior year in college before I got to the NFL that was the only time I played receiver was like those five years when did it click receiver I'll probably say going into my senior year during that spring and summer yeah during that spring it clicked I would say basketball basketball too both um I just started. Did you think to, as a freshman that you were going to be, or a sophomore, you were going to be a basketball player? For sure. Me and, me and my, one of my high school coaches used to have a bet. He's always telling me your first offer is going to come from, from like your first big offer is going to come from football before basketball. And then we used to always go back and forth with it. And like going into my senior year, like after my junior year, like I'm like literally taking a nap. He like texts me a number. He's like, yo, call this number. So I call the number. They answer the phone. It's, um, it's uh, the Minnesota coaching staff. And, they, and, and that was my first offer. Actually, my first offer was a Big Ten offer. That's cool. So um, after that, you know, everything just changed. It, it got real. Because my parents, and and shout out to my parents, because throughout the whole process of it, like my mom is still at my house right now, has like <laughs> a whole thick book of like everybody that like sent me letters, the places, the schools that I wanted to go to, us sending out questionnaires, us making like highlight tapes and things like that, sending them to different schools and stuff. So uh, my parents definitely were um, – heavily involved were your parents athletes they were not they were not i just think that for my parents you know from five years old i probably have been one of the most competitive probably even before that probably one of the most competitive kids in sports that like you probably could did you cry when you lost of course 
Like I cried basically until I was like 12. If I lost in anything. I was also so confident, I was delusional. Same. I was I I cried cuz I was stunned I didn't win. Same. Same. And then I remember it used to be so it used to be so bad and my dad was like, "Look like you win a lot of games." He <laughs> stopped crying. Yeah, like you like, win I a lot of long, games. Dick. I know. So <laughs> and I always tell people, you know, having, you know what I'm saying, having kids and like having like, I don't know how I would want to introduce like sports to my like kids. Well, there's a huge different variable. Uh, when I was doing a wine show on the internet back in the day, I had Wayne Gretzky on because he had a wine, which is super cool, greatest hockey player of all time. And we're and super funny story. There is people before we got on set were like, "Yo, Wayne's very introverted. He's not going to even say what's up. He does. It's not bad. Just don't worry about it." I'm like, "Cool." Of course, I'm thinking I'm the most charismatic fucker on earth. We're gonna be best friends in two minutes. Sure enough, like. Just one little opening, and I didn't know this. I didn't know this because I don't do homework. I mentioned that I was from Belarus. He's like, my grandfather's from Belarus, which is cool because I didn't know. And like the greatest hockey player having Russian descent makes sense. We got into a conversation then because there was something wrong with the camera actually, and uh, somehow we got into him saying that he wouldn't let his kids play hockey, and I thought it was super fresh, and um, and. And that's with your story, right? Like it's the same with me as an entrepreneur. Like I think every day about my daughter and son, I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna pressure them to be an entrepreneur and I'm not even sure I want them to be because you know what happens. It's gonna be comparison city. Now in baseball, we have a whole wave right now of kids who are coming up who are the juniors. Vlad, Tatis, you know, Biggio, Bichette. I mean, it's crazy in baseball right now. Uh, We see it in football, right? You know, like. Uh, the Bosa's, yeah. right? You know, you see it, but like, it's an interesting conversation of like, do you want your child yeah. to do it when they have to look up to something? Yeah. You're gonna have some real all-time success. For sure. I mean, for me, honestly, I wouldn't. Um, I'm kind of selfish in that sense. I I tell people all the time. You know, what I'm saying like, um, like when I, you know what I'm saying like, uh, when I have a son, I want to play quarterback. <laughs> I tell everybody that, you know, but um, and you want to make him the player that you wish and, through to you. And your that's kind of yeah, that's kind of yeah. the, the selfish me. But you know, I think in general of sports, like I would love for them to want to play sports. I think sports molded me in a lot of different uh, ways. You know what I'm saying? It taught me how to go through adversity. It taught me, you know, the value of a of a work ethic. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it taught me the value of perfecting a craft in a sense of just learning a craft and wanting to perfect it. On craft, for everybody who's listening. By the way, if you're listening, we're about to get to calls. Put in your phone number on Facebook, especially if you're a Bears, Penn State, and Jags fan. I want to give you that at bat. Or as you're listening, adversity, mindset, high school life. Alan, how much, and I think this confuses people, how much film work have you done in your career? How much film? A lot. Yeah, like like tell tell the averages out there, like, (sighs) I think they just don't realize how much studying you fuckers do. Yeah, a lot. That's the thing. I mean, most of our days is watching film. You know what I mean? If you look at even like now, you know, yeah. just like when we come into the facility, like we're in a facility 10 to 11 hours a day, I'll probably say. Do you like film work or do you hate I it? I do. I like it. You like it? Yeah, I like and it. And are you like straight up looking for like, oh, this dude on the Lions, he has a tick. For like, sure. like you're looking for the subtlest when watching, shit. When you're watching defenses, you know, watching tendencies, watching players' weaknesses. Also, for me, I'm big on, I like watching other receivers. You know, mm. right now, even in my iPad, you know, um, over this next month before I get back to OTA time, I for sure, you know, watch all of Amari Cooper's targets. Watch all of Keenan Allen's targets. You know, just guys who are. Big who shout are, out to Keenan Allen when he was coming out of Cal. Uh, I wanted the Jets to take him in the first round. All my friends were making fun of me. He slipped to the third round, I believe, yeah. and has had an iconic, a beast. iconic career. Is a beast. And uh, and if I was the Jets owner, 
we would have gotten the benefit of that. Anyway, nonetheless, Al. <laughs> yeah, so just watching guys like that, like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, you know, because you see these dudes who are, you know what I'm saying, very good receivers. On that note, pregame workout, postgame daps, are you the guy that talks to guys before the game? Are you the guy that talks to people after game? Or you talk to nobody, never, ever? After game, roll? after game for sure. So before uh, game, before you, game, it just depends. It just it depends on if you went to college with them and you're your boy. It's tough to say. Like, would you go up to like you play the Falcons next year? Will you go up to Julio if you're both running there early, yeah. even before the yeah, 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 probably, early? Yeah, yeah. Will you yeah. be like, yo, good year, hope for you're sure, doing well, for stay sure, well, for sure. stay healthy, yeah, fam, like that kind of shit. Definitely, because again, I mean, you see, because you're competitive dudes, for sure. So I'm like, but see, this is the thing about football. Personally, personally, I'm competitive, but me personally. I'm not going up against Julio. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So just it's I'm kind of like, like fuck the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. But you know what I'm, I'm saying? Very, That's we, you know I've always now cornerback wise corner. Not no 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 because I'm I'm real cool with Darius Slay and we play against yeah. each other. You killed all him the last time. Year. <laughs> Shout out to Darius. Darius, Slay. That's I know boy. you're about to get paid, so good for you. But bro, um, Allen got you last year. That one play <laughs> still. That's the play I was referencing on separation, bro. <laughs> so like Slay, I won't talk to him before the game. You know what I'm saying? But. After the game? After the game, all love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my boy. Like, like, um, you know what I'm saying? We came out a year apart. You know, we started off in the same agency. You know what I'm saying? So just yeah, over cool. time, I got what to- about, What about when you- Who's in the league that you went to school with? Uh, Adrian Amos. Oh, I love that. Did not talk to him before the game. And but that's my that's fun, my right? That's my boy. You know but what I'm after saying? But like, fun, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about the week ahead? Like when you're playing Slay, like will you text him on Wednesday? Like, boy, I got you. Nah, nah. Okay. Nah. Yeah, I don't get, I don't get too shit. caught up. Nah, I don't okay. get too caught up into that. I'm really I like when that. it comes I would do to all sorts of shit. When it comes to like during the shit. season, I'm really like probably the most quiet, quiet and like boring Insular. person. Good, I know like, that. I don't do like, bro. I don't even hit you up during, during the season. season. I don't do anything. I don't literally, you know, I don't even mm-hmm. talk to you. I know you're in your cocoon. Yeah, that's what. That's really what it is. Well, that's really what it is. It's just being in a literally in a cocoon. Because that's the it. thing you have. Your I days are seven to seven, pretty much. I get it. You got numbers? Let's get one in real quick. This is fun, Alan. I get that cocoon shit, man. My big thing is I used to think that I wouldn't dap after the game because I was such a sore sport. Mm-hmm. I used to like spit in my hand for like that <laughs> literally and like cry and leave. As I've gotten older, I'm like, oh no, no, no. I am competitive on the field, but after the game, I'm like, how's your mother? You for know, sure. like I'm a human. So and I've seen that myself in business. Like I'm, I'm a human to my competitors in business. And that's the thing. And then you respect your competitors. I, that's for I respect a lot. I respect you know? anybody going for it for real. Jared. Hello. Jared, it's Gary Vaynerchuk and Alan Robinson. Yo, what's good, Jared? No way. Oh my goodness, this is life changing. I've entered probably hundred fifty thousand of these, and it's never worked. But God told me to do it this morning. Let's go, God. Go, here we are. Good yeah. shit, God. Thank you, God. Or intuition or whatever it is, the Gary V magic, you're a magical man, so you never know with you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Where are you from and what's your question? So uh, I'm from Colorado, Las Vegas. I'm 21 years old. I spent about uh, 10 and 12 years in a bowl, uh, mostly from Colorado in the Grand Junction, Aspen area. And uh, I'm a musician and I played football for nine years. And, you know, this is probably the only opportunity I'm going to get on this. But one day, I'm also going to say, and Alan, I'm going to meet you too now that we've, you know, had this phone conversation. But Definitely. I'm going to meet JV, and I'm going to change the, the music industry and the world for the better. Let me give you, and, let me, let me give you a sneak peek. I think, the Jets, right. I think the Jets play the Bears in two years. So, like, when that schedule comes out, 
You should definitely take a look. I, now that we're, we might be going to a 17 game schedule, my ability to know who the Jets play nine years out is changing a little bit, <laughs> but, but that's gonna be your hack, bro. You can meet me and Allen on the same day. That's what I was gonna say. I don't care how much games I gotta go to. I'm gonna meet you guys. Awesome. And definitely. I'm moving actually to LA in the, the next month, actually. April 2nd is when I've got plotted to move out there. Good for and you. And I'm gonna be doing stand-up comedy and music and I'm going to be trying to become the biggest thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> so hopefully I can get on to y'all's level, and then we can meet and be buddies. And bro, we can, bro, we can, bro, we can meet, game. we can meet and be buddies before you get to that level. Do whatever it takes. I don't care, Gary. I you've changed my life with motivation. I listen to hours of you. You know, I'm going to be at your funeral. Whatever it takes to meet you, Alan. Watching you on the field. <laughs> If you don't have the context, it's like what? Thank you so much, it. brother. Yeah, do you have a quick question? Do you have a quick question, or are you just fired up? Because I like fired up. Oh, I'm for one fired up that I'm talking to my hero right now, Gary B. But the question is, is where do you guys see the league going? For one, like I feel like the league went through you know weird political yep. changes yep. and yep. mainstream yep. changes the way yeah. social media is evolving. Yeah, so question. in the next five to ten. Where do you see it going? It's me. I'm a huge lover of the game. Where do we see it going? Great question. We're going to drop you off in a second, but like, as a huge lover of the game, are you a Broncos fan? Ah, uh, man. I'm a, it's hard being a Broncos fan right now. You know, I'm from, a, I got a lot of family from Illinois, and I'm, I was born there. I'm from, like, I lived there until I was one to three. So you're a Bears fan? I'm, yeah, I'm actually a huge Love Bears oh, that's fan. What's up. So Shout out to the Bears. Are, the Bears and Bro- I'm about to be a Raiders fan now, though, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Raiders but bro, are but this, this, this is very important to me. You need to save up some money and buy an Allen Bears jersey. Uh, I, you promise you, Gary. You're I believe you. This, I will. I will send you a DM and Facebook you the Allen Bears jersey. I will do me buy. A, do me a favor. And- do me a favor because I want to see it. And the number one place is good for everybody to know. The number one place that is most guaranteed for me to see it is Twitter. Like if you use Zach Gary V, like I just see a lot in that yeah. feed. Uh, and the two one two nine three one five seven three one, my text platform, I see a lot. DM, I'm just getting ten thousand a day. It just, it's impossible. Right. Uh, Alan, thank you, brother. Have a great day. I'm glad you got through. Alan, where do you think the league's going in the next five, ten years? I set up this podcast with your thoughtfulness. What's a what's an interesting hot take or a random thought that you have that maybe others don't see? Yeah, anything I don't, stand out? Uh, no, not anything too, too crazy. Because I think the can I give you a crazy the one? NFL? Can I let yeah. you go. I have this weird thought that in twenty or thirty years, the NFL might play without helmets. I could see that. I could see like the soft helmets like they do with seven on seven. You know, it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about like helmets are a problem because people don't know their faces, right? Like NBA players, we hear a lot of, I talk to a lot of football players like fucking helmets. Nobody, you know, you know this. <laughs> You're wearing the AR, but this is real. Like a lot of football players wear big ass chains with numbers on it because they know subconsciously. Mm, yeah, they know nobody yeah, knows who they are. Yeah. And fuck, wait, if you're a fucking superstar like that at that level, you want to. I would. Yeah, I wear sure. a big number fucking five. You know, and so there's that. I and think that, the concussions think, and like, like what would happen if big dudes like that, like rugby, everyone's like, Gary, they're too big and fast. I'm like, you watch rugby? Those rugby fuckers. Yeah, they get after it. They get after it in New Zealand and South Africa and those places. And because they know they don't have helmets, they don't have as much shit go down. You have that helmet, you're fucking just going in like a missile. I think my weird hot take is 25 years from now, NFL, no helmets. I can see that. I can see that. And I also think that the whole, I think the fantasy football has helped out the whole like facial thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, I agree. 
By people playing you fantasy. You play fantasy? I do not play fantasy. Did you ever consider it? Have you ever? No, nah, I never have. Yeah. I never have. Too weird? Yeah, I, I actually kind of want to play basketball. But I don't know, just the whole like... Has anybody in the league ever come up to me and be like, yo, have a good game today. I got you my fantasy Some team. people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I love that shit. But uh, I think that have helped out a lot. You, you know, know, the again, whole sports um, card thing that I've been telling you mm-hmm. about? I, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, man... In 24 months, because basketball cards are going through the roof. I'm like, some of these guys are gonna like make jokes and be like, "Yo, drop 30 tonight." I, I bought 100 of your rookies last night. <laughs> like, like just some funny shit. I could shit. believe it. 100%. I could believe it. And then 100%. you know, now with the gambling and things like that, you know, it's everybody crazy. like the whole like fantasy thing is going crazy. I probably say fans are yelling at you. 80 percent of the people, road, whoever, right? who I, who say I ever encounter, bring it, that up. Yeah, bring fantasy up. Yeah, you're on the road. You think it's a hostile environment in Minnesota, and Minnesota fans are like, Alan, have a good game. I got you in fantasy. Ex- that's the exact, that fucks that's with the me, exact Alan. point. That's where I get fucking pissed. I get crazy on that shit as a real fan. Like when my crew, like of Jet fans, like quietly, cl- I'll never forget this. My bro, Alex Klein, fucking clapped for AJ Green on a play against the Jets in the Jets Bengals game. I lost my mind. I'm like, we're fucking Jet fans. Fuck your fantasy team. Bench his ass. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you know we have a soft nah, secondary. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how it goes, though. That's really how it goes. Yeah, man. That's Everybody. The, like, you can I be know. on a roll anywhere. That's why everyone's soft. Fuck all of you people. <laughs> Let's put another number in. I'm getting pissed. Like, if you're a fucking Vikings fan, you can't like Allen. It's a rule. You know, some Vikings <laughs> fan. Hey, it's some Vikings fan that you'll see. They, I got you on fantasy. Have a big game, but yep. I hope you lose. They that's try like to hedge the, you with that that's shit. That's probably the best feeling. Fuck you. That's like if the Alan best a big game, you're going to fucking lose. And that's like the best feeling as a player in a hostile environment. <laughs> Hello? Of course. One in the Green Bay. Cannon. Yes. It's Gary Vaynerchuk and Allen Robinson. I'm not believing this moment right now. It's happening, bro. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from, uh, I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee. Love Knoxville. Tennessee, not from Nashville. I get it. I know Knoxville. What? You know, okay. Of course, I know mean, you have your wine place, about, or is it wine or marketing that's in Chattanooga? That's exactly right. So uh, I know Tennessee quite well for that reason. Uh, what's yeah, your, I mean, you what's your, Chattanooga. Yep. Thank you, bro. What's uh, what's your uh, what's your question? I just heard Alan talking about how like he um, was also really passionate about basketball uh, at one time in high school, playing both and seeing like a future in basketball. And I was just curious. I know a lot of athletes are better at one sport. People push them towards one sport more, mm-hmm. but they may like the other sport mm-hmm. better. Um, I had a friend like that in high school who went to go play in Miami just because he could play football and basketball at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was like really important to him. Understood. Um, so I was just curious about that's something that's not really talked about with athletes and kind of the same thing for entrepreneurship. You lean into what everybody's pushing towards or what you may be better at or, or where you think the money is do what you're more passionate about yeah yeah it's a great question alan did you how did you personally think about that you loved basketball I, to this day i love basketball i know i like, watched you last to night to be honest i watch a i watch a basketball game over a football game for any sure, day of the week for sure yeah. um when it gets around playoff time it's kind of different you know what i'm saying cuz i'm like i'm like actually immersed in the in the NFL and like after playing in the playoffs and things like context, that, but yeah. So, friends. but for me, but, yeah, basketball, I probably would say was pushed more. I took it a lot of time. Did you a hundred debate? Not when you went when Penn. So what happened? What was your most serious basketball offer? Um, my high school coach told me I could have went to Michigan State and played both. It actually was a guy named Deion Sims. Shout out to Deion, who I played in Chicago with as well. He went to my high school. He went to Michigan State and he played both. You know, so um. And so but, what made you go to Penn State? I wanted to, I wanted to play football. Um, going into my going into my senior year, you decided. Going into my senior year, I had decided. I said I was going to play football in college. Um, Because 
And this honestly, is, this is actually honestly, a great question honestly, that he's asking. I have a feeling you're about to answer it. It's a good moment. Why? Football was just, it was easier. Not easier in the sense that's like you it's easy to it. do, but for me on the field, you were better at way it. Way better at it. And did that it just then, the game just so came easier it. to me? So let's talk about it. Does that mean you chose a path that gave you confidence could lead to financial and for professional sure, success for sure, for sure. over I, what probably was some? I mean, it's pretty obvious, especially in this last forty-eight hours I've been with you. Like basketball was a bigger love for sure. Um, but I just think that as I started to even my senior year, once I started to really dive in, because I mean I had a I had a, I had a really good senior year in basketball, but once I started to dive in to football and to really like put my mind there and like going into my senior year, for me I was all I was all in it, you know. Got so it. like I still have like a weird like love for it, you know. But just I don't know, it it, it was just different when it came to like football, you know what I'm saying? It's like when I would step on the field, just my craft and how I would perfect it, you, you know what I'm saying? Was it was a lot different. It was a lot different. Interesting. And it's even it's so different that it's that it's hard to explain. Cause even I tell people all the time, I never I don't know the last time I've actually picked up a basketball or played like five on five or something. Just cause my passion and my love for the game is so high, so intense. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even want to put myself there mentally like, yo, like let's go to the wreck and play five on five. Cause I may not leave. I, I get that. It's almost like how I think about meditation. Yeah. I don't want to meditate because I'm so happy with my mental state. I like I almost weirdly understand what you just so said. So it's like like I'll, when I'll, a normal person kind of hears that, like you don't even want to play a random basketball game because you know you might get in it. Exactly. You know how when people talk about Jordan and they joke about Jordan, they say like 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 uh, Michael Jordan had these car games and like he wouldn't let the person leave. Like they'll be there yeah, for like twelve. Won. That's how I feel about basketball. So it's like I have a great I, I have just, a great Jets Bears story. I told you the other day. I think you guys heard it. My best friend Brandon was a Cubs fan. Baseball, and we had baseball cards together. Mm -hmm. And he came over one night to sleep over the night before a baseball card show, and we played Madden. And he took the Bears. He didn't give a fuck about the Bears, <laughs> but he cared. He was Chicago because he was Cubs. And some miraculous way, he beat me after I like destroyed him every other time. And I wouldn't let him go to sleep. It was like midnight, and I wouldn't let him go to sleep until we rematched. And then I could tell he was bullshitting because he was mad that I was forcing him to play. Mm -hmm. So he was like not trying. But then I countered it with like making pretend he was trying and blew him out like seventy two to nothing and was like in his face at like two a.m. <laughs> exactly, and that's and, and, and that's <laughs> exactly. kind of how and it's crazy because the last kind of series that I played was a uh, intramural, well, not intramural, yeah. but basketball class at Penn State. We had a basketball class. Okay, and I played like my sophomore year, and that's I used to be so intense. I remember playing in the game, scoring like 60, 70 points, and everyone's like, "Yo, chill, <laughs> yo." They used to call me a gym class hero. Cause in gym class in high school, I would go hard. Like That's I was I'm trying, too. To find my, I'm trying to find my report card. Oh, my report card. Look at this now. This is my high school report card. I got all D's and F's on some real shit. In freshman, sophomore, junior, these are literally my grades. This is my report card. But if you notice, only four A's in <laughs> high school history: education. freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year gym. What is the ant? What? Health too, huh? You do yeah. your thing in health? Bro, you don't understand how much I check the fuck out. <laughs> I would go into class and read the baseball card guide and the wine spectator, sell and sling candy and cards and just make money I got and suspended be out. for that early on in school. Slinging candy. I love it. Cam, thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm going to have friends that can't believe I talked to Gary Vee and I'm going to have friends that can't believe I talked to Alan Robinson. It's a good day, like, bro. A dream moment. Thank you, yeah, brother. Too. Thank you Take care, much. bro. Let's get one more in. Now, anything before we uh, get further along and, and wrap up? Anything you want to talk about? Anything on your mind? Anything you're passionate about? Hmm, anything cool? That's a good question. 
Uh, you know, I feel like for me, I'm I'm passionate about a lot. Actually, I've kind of oh, it's been like a work in progress, but I actually have like some samples and stuff. I had a wave where I was like um, making swim trunks. That's interesting. Yeah. So like, um, because this is the thing. So me and my buddies, we would like hang out or something. But if you ever go to like a pool party or something like that, like you gotta wear swim trunks, especially yeah. if it's like in Vegas or something. Of course. But it's like when you go to like the the normal like store to get swim trunks, all of them have like sunsets um like flamingos and shit like everything that nobody wants to wear this you know so it's <laughs> like so i'm like damn like it's no fashionable swim trunks so i was like you know what i'm gonna just start making some so but even like, like all the swim trunks that even like my buddies and stuff wear are all the ones that i made get out i'm dead serious is there a way to see them anywhere um i got i don't i just have samples right now so you know start the process i mean because that's the thing when you get into clothing clothing is um unreasonably expensive you know yep. what i'm saying for some reason so just out the over the years you know what i'm saying i've just been kind of you know what i'm saying like like making samples making designs you know what i'm saying so it's like my so it's what like, does your shit look like uh let me see let me see if I got well, there's people listening yeah yeah, yeah i can't show them uh so it's out. fashionable i got like any like camo like different kind of camos um plaids uh checkerboards yep you know what i'm saying anything that you would kind of say that's like anything that doesn't from have a, like a dolphin yeah it, they're just more fashionable something that you could actually like you probably just wear as shorts you know what i'm saying but they swim trunks i've always thought that like like i hate the concept of like going to somewhere where i know i have to go into swim trunks where i would only wear swim trunks all day because i'm too lazy to switch mm -hmm. and was like they need to do something with this and that's the thing and that's and that's kind of what i was making like i said before you would i like the swim trunks that i make or you know what i'm saying and that i'll make in the future are swim trunks that you're not just wearing them just because like oh, i gotta go get some swim trunks so let me go to uh dick sporting goods or someone and get like <laughs> these like swim trunks get these Shout out sunsets <laughs> sunset uh surf you know what i'm saying this person yeah. surfing on my swim trunks <laughs> Like damn, I just want some swim trunks Let's that look one cool, more man. Like, I love can that. I get some camo, something that likes <laughs> You're actually look a decent, camo combo decent right fashion? Okay, I hot. actually love camo. I'm not gonna lie. I see it. It looks hot. That's funny. Who's this? Wayne Wool. Wayne. Wayne Wool. Wayne. Wayne Wool. Hello. Wayne Wool. Oh man, Gary, what's going on, man? Life's good, man. Say what's up to Alan. Yo, what's good? Alan, what's going on, brother? Look, yeah, it's crazy that I actually got through. Um, I'm actually here in Huntsville, Alabama, so I'm about an hour outside of Chattanooga. That's what's up. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm actually familiar with um, the Sasha group up, to, up in chat with Mickey, so I just want to say appreciate you for having me on. So happy to have you, bro. What's good? Man, but so, so look, I really wanted to know, um, I'm a former linebacker, former player, and I really wanted to ask a question to Alan. Like, I have a young daughter looking to have, you know, a son one day, but how do you introduce, like, manhood in concepts of like what it means to be a man to your kids without emphasizing money and emphasizing what it means to like make money. So the things you talk about Gary, like empathy, you know, kindness, understanding, those things. Like how do you actually teach that kids as a professional athlete where you, a lot of things are thrown at them and they see it, but how do you just as a person say, hey, this is how you be a good man? Bro, that's a great, bro, thank you so much for asking that question. Go ahead, Alan. Honestly, I would just say it comes down to just like, the moral compass of everything. You know, I think if you kind of set the morals of everything, I think that's what people live by, you know, because again, growing up, I mean, my dad and my family, you know, we didn't have a ton of money or anything like that, but you know, everything that my dad just instilled in me in general, ultimately translated to me to be able to have success. You know, again, we didn't talk about, you know, like, yeah, it would be cool for you to get to the NFL and be rich. You know, it just like, you know what I'm saying? This is what 
this is what hard work gets you. This is what dedication gets you. This is what being able to fight through adversity yeah. gets you. You know, and it's able for you to 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 balance your life and, you know, to push through a lot of different things. You know, because that's the thing. I mean, people go through a lot of different situations. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if you, you know, if you know your goal and you know what it takes to get to your goal and you have the moral to be able to get there, then you'll be able to get mm-hmm. there. You know, and then everything else to kind of figure itself out. Wait, well, what's really mm-hmm. crazy about your question, bro, is that the fact that you're even asking it and using words like kindness and empathy, like like you don't even know the emotion that's running through my body right now, bro. How old are you? Man, I'm 31, Gary. Man, you don't even know. Like, like obviously, because you know the Sasha group, which is the office we have in Chattanooga, like, like and Mickey, and you're calling. So obviously, you know a lot about me. Man. I know I know everything about you, Gary. Like no cap. Like I'm I'm on my social media is the trap therapist, but like everything that I do is about transparency and about understanding how do you actually get to the bottom line without sacrificing yourself. So that was really my biggest thing. I played I played football in college. I thought I was going to the NFL. Shit didn't happen, so I had to say, How do I get to the end goal without, you know, just go a different path? And then even like how do yeah. Even I tell people all the time, you know, like even from even from what you're saying right now, listen to you talk. You may not ultimately got to the NFL, but where you got to mentally, you know, is is a lot further than anybody else would have been able to get to. And I don't know if football did that for you or or what did that for you, but I say that all the time. But let me say this. It's true, though. You've already won because your perspective for the question is a winning question. Exactly. You already know the answer that you asked because you know that I and others, and now more of us, are starting to educate the culture that fuck money, exactly. look for happiness. Yeah, exactly. even and then, of course, when people look at me and Alan, they're like, easy for you to say, but they don't know who we were pre-money. Exactly. They don't know and how happy we yeah. were in our process. And it's a lot of people exactly. who have, and it's a lot of people who have money that you see go through a lot of crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you see a lot yeah. of people who don't have that much money who are the happiest people, you know? So, I mean, you can't even really correlate, you know, the the manhood the 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 mm-hmm. kindness and all that to money you know it's just mm-hmm. it's all morals in itself you know and then whatever comes from that is going to be success and bro what's real interesting is you have a daughter right and you said i'm looking yeah. to have a, a son and that's and you know i understand guy culture i also first had a daughter you know and like What's really well, yeah, I look I, I love I, I'm actually I'm I'm a proud girl dad. Like I can have sure eighteen more girls, right? I'm sure you the are. thing that the thing that terrifies me is knowing that my son is gonna watch what I do. You know what I'm saying? Your daughter will listen to you. My my daughter is the most emotionally intelligent five year old in the world. But my son is gonna say, Well, fuck all let that. Me, I let me let me give you, let me let me give you let me give you a little bit of knowledge right here. Your daughter's gonna watch yeah. everything you're doing too. You wanna get really <laughs> terrified? You wanna get really <laughs> yeah. terrified? The way you interact yeah. with your daughter is going to be the fundamental framework of how she chooses the person she wants to be with for the rest of her Fact. life. Whether that's Fact. leaning that's into somebody too. like her dad or running <laughs> yeah. away from somebody like their dad. So they're all watching. Yeah. Let's start there. They're yeah. all watching. Yeah. Number two, yeah. Yeah. number two, you've, this is over. You already won. Alan nailed yes, it, which I was just watching yes, Alan. Sir. Like I was like, oh, Alan needs to have his own show. Alan picked up on exactly the game because Alan is the byproduct of great parenting and so am mm. I. And the fact that you care, once you turn that fear, which I'm not even sure is fear, I would argue that you use the word terrified and you A, may be terrified, or B, you're just being thoughtful. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and I appreciate yeah. that. 
And I'll yeah. say that as well, you yeah. know, because I mean, even even for me, when I think about having a son, you know, it's not terrifying in a sense. But, you know, when you have a girl, you know, you can just be a loving dad, you know. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, having a boy, you know what I'm saying, especially being especially um, I mean, I don't know about you, but um, especially being African-American, it's a oh, lot yeah. of things that you it's a lot of things brother. that you have to yeah. like. It's a lot of pressures that you put on your son before you even have a son. Because you want to know how to how to mold them to a lot of different of things, you know. So it's and, and I and, and I definitely do understand it because I can I can for sure attest to it when I think about having a son. It's like damn, like I want to be a loving dad, but I don't want to have too much tough love. Like I don't want to have too much mm-hmm. of this, too much of that. Like I want to be an empathetic dad, but I also want to prepare him for the real world. Here's here's real life as, as the dad of a seven year old. You you two are gonna have lots of plans and lots of theories, and then it's gonna be Mike Tyson shit. It's, yeah. really, it's really nice that you boys have plans mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have one and then their personality and their DNA is gonna emerge. Gotcha. I had lots mm-hmm. of thoughts about my little guy and a lot of things mm-hmm. are like I thought and a lot of things are not like I thought and now mm-hmm. it's round five and I've been punched in the face a whole bunch and do I have the ability <laughs> to adjust? Am I Buster Douglas sense. or am I Tony mm-hmm. Tucker, right? And so like you gotta figure mm-hmm. that out. For sure. Gotcha, gotcha. By the way, sure. Tony Tucker reference is a real nerdy 1980s boxing reference, which is <laughs> Tony Tucker was the boxer that made me think Mike Tyson was vulnerable because he fought him uh, quite well, and then the next fight he lost to Buster Douglas. So for all you boxing uh, heads, that was for you. Gotcha. Man, I appreciate you, Gary Allen, man. Much love to y'all. I appreciate Take it, man. Take care of yourself, man. This is what gets me fired up about life. Like, that phone call just inspired the fuck out of me. Yeah, me too. I feel it. I feel it. Like, I and I feel, even say that all the time, not please. even as far as, you know, like, it's a lot of expectations, again, that you may put on a son or whatever, because it's like, I mean, like, you have those expectations, and it comes from a selfish a selfish sense a little bit, you know, but it's like, you only want the best, but at the end of the day, you got to just take a step back and say... It comes from a selfish place. For sure. And the only way to be a great parent is to be selfless. And you know this, you grew up in sports. All those delusional parents that are ragging their kids into the <laughs> ground who have no shot of yeah. ever being in the league, these parents are delusional. Yeah. And it's selfish. They want to feel good at the country club yeah. and say their boy <clears throat> dropped 39. It's fucked up. I agree. School, sports, looks, accomplishments. People aren't reverse engineering their kids for happiness. They're engineering them for, to make them look good. Yeah. Parents, stop fucking up. That's Fuck you. Up. On some real shit. Fuck you. Like, you should not be using your kids as a tool to make you look good. And that, that happens yeah. in African American culture, yeah. in Russian immigrant culture, in Asian immigrant culture, in Indian immigrant culture. Like, every subset, and even in fifth generation American white, there's plenty of that too. We need to stop. I agree. Our children are not trophies representing us, our children human beings that we are supposed to be molding, and that requires us to listen. While molding with good decision making, not listen when you know eighth grade Alan's like, I ain't going. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you're molding there, yeah. but that's because they saw the passion of sport and ambition and competition, so they were molding. Yeah. It's, if they didn't, but they thought that you'd be 6'3 and catch everything, but you wanted to dance, and they made you play football, that's fucked up. Yeah. If they, you got it? Yeah, that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, yeah. That makes if sense. you see a kid who's not good at school, Indian immigrant parent, he doesn't, or she doesn't need to be a fucking doctor or engineer. Relax. Yeah. There are other ways to win. I yeah. know why you want them to be an engineer or a doctor, Asian, Indian, Russian parent. It's because it looks good to your parent or to your sister, but it's fucking up your kid who's gonna resent you for life. Stop it. I agree. 
I know you do, I've been listening. I agree. So does every other person that had the miracle, and let's call it what it is, the luck of being the byproduct of good parents. That's who you and I are. Shit matters. Give me good parents and a rough situation like you and I had, and I'll show you superstars. Yeah, for sure. The end. Let's all set up. Alan, thank you so much. No problem, man. Thanks Appreciate for having, having me. You on. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Alan Robinson12, or you can find me on Twitter, same, Alan Robinson12. Talk to me about 12. Eight was college? Eight was college. 15 was Jacksonville. 12 is Chicago. For me, I'm I'm a, I'm a person whereas nah, I like to. <laughs> I'm saying when I take on new stuff, you know what I'm saying. You like, want new numbers? Yeah, I, I want I, I want a whole your, new thing. What was your thing. high school number? My sophomore year, it was uh no, my junior year was 32, and my senior year it was one, both basketball and football. And football, my junior year was 14. All different numbers all over the place. Yep, and then college, I was eight throughout, and then Jacksonville, I was 15 throughout until so I got to Chicago. 12. Yep. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you having me, man. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun... Because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So, Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thank you, Gary. Today's review I've been in the trenches for 10 years. I feel seen. Written in by DJ Tricy Trice says This podcast serves one purpose for me and it's to validate that my intuition is right. There's tons of content out there that will encourage you to get started, blah, blah, blah. But I went from selling CDs and DVDs on the train and growing up into now juggling three brands. My friends and family think I'm crazy and work too hard, but I'm just getting started. This is a refreshing breath of fresh air in between the grind. Listening to Gary keeps me hustling because we are that 1% not afraid to do the work. Can't stop, won't stop. Thank you so much for writing in. And remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.